Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص ما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن, إن, ان الله الله ملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد واصحابه بارك وسلم وقد قال تبارك وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وابتغوا اليه الوسيله وجاهدوا وجاهدوا في سبيله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله العظيم my most respected elders and brothers, elders and brothers in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored, has favored, that, has favored us, us, us with many blessings. Physical, physical blessings and spiritual blessings. But man, 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 when he showered with blessings, and those blessings are such that he gets it for free also, then man does not make sugar. A person came to a saint, Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Sahib Rahmatullahi, has mentioned this incident in his Fazail Sadaqat. A person came to a saint and he was complaining about his financing, about his financial situation. And he's saying to the saint that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me nothing. And I'm in this position, position, position because Allah has left me. This and that is complaining about Allah. So the saint asked him, 
Are you prepared to give your one to give your eye for one million rand, for example? Or are you prepared to give your one tongue for a million rand? Or any of your other limbs? Are you prepared to give it for one million rand? He said, no, I'm not prepared to do that. So he said that if you regard all these things to be so valuable, that you're not even prepared to give it up, then who gave you all these things? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given it to you. You are enjoying all these bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet you are so ungrateful to Allah, that you're not even making sugar for all these things. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fajr, فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعْعَمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمًا وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدْرَ عَلِيهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانَ That insan is such, and Allah shows him with bounties, he says, Allah has honored me. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts him to some type of difficulty and takes away or puts the brakes on things, you know, the same insan is so ungrateful to Allah that he said, no, Allah has disgraced me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showed us with many, many blessings. So many blessings that we cannot even count. Likewise, as the Shaykh Rahmatullah has mentioned another incident. A buzuk came to see what king. And so happened the king had a tumbler of water in his hand. So the king in those days also, that they used to respect the pious people. Therefore Allah Ta'ala gave them barakah also. So he asked the saint, that give me some advice. advice. So the saint asked him, that if you had to be, you had to be dying now for, with thirst, no, no water around, and you're dying, you're literally dying. So if you die now, you're gonna lose everything in any way. And someone has to come in front of you and tell you that I will offer you one tumbler of water for all your kingdom. Are you prepared to give it? He said, I'm prepared to give it. I'm prepared to give it. Because if I don't give it, I'll give it, I'll die, I'll still lose, I will still lose it. So I'm prepared to give it. So then the Buzuk told him that that kingdom which is only worth one tumbler of water and you're chasing after it. What are you chasing after it? So Allah has given us so much of ni'mats. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned man asbaha mu'minan. Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sarabihi. That that person wakes up in the morning, he's feeling safe. In his mind, in his body, his family is safe, he is secure also. Mu'afan fi jasadi, his health is also good also. He's walking, talking, eating, everything, everything, everything. Wa'indahu qutu yomihimihi. And he got food for that day only. We're not even talking about whole month or whole year. We're talking only food for that day. Fakaannama hizat lahu dunya bi hazafiriha. As though he has got the whole world. 
as do he has got the whole world. So how many of us? We are in that position, Alhamdulillah, 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 to the grace of Allah. That is why Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make this dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min zawali ni'matik wa tahawwuli afiyatik wa fujati ni'matik wa jami'i sakhatik. And today, this dua is so important to be making. Because those things were regarded as basic necessities. We are so-called being deprived of that. When people become ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then even the basic things are taken away from them. So at all times, you're making this dua, oh Allah, I seek protection that you take away the ni'mats and the favors that you have given us. Spiritual favors, physical physical favors, so many favors. And then you get those favors, you get those favors which insan, because he, because he worked for it a little bit, he appreciates, he appreciates it to a certain extent. So for example, a person got his business, he will look after his business. He's worried that the business is going down now. I need to do something. When he got his house, he worked for it. So he, he will appreciate it. And if anything goes wrong, if any deficiency, there's a leak or anything, then he will look after it. He got his car, he will look after it. One of the greatest ni'mats which we are overlooking today is the ni'mat of Iman. This ni'mat is such a ni'mat that our success in dunya and akhirat is dependent on it. So many places in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about that person who dies upon kufar. He'll enter into the fire of Jahannam. That person who has iman, did good actions, he'll enter into Jannah. So many verses of the Quran. We cannot even put a price to the importance of this, of this iman. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just to make us understand, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us what is the value of iman. And Allah says on the day of Qiyamah, when that kafir will be brought, and that this believer will be brought in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You say, oh Allah, I know I never bring iman. But today, I'm ready to bargain with you. I'll give you everything of the world. When you say everything of the world, it's not only wealth. I'll prepare to give everything in the world, so that you can save me from the fire of Jahannam. Allah will say, I'm sorry. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَمَاتُوا وَهُمْ كُفَّارٌ فَلَيْ يُقْبَلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمْ مِلُّ الْأَرْضِ ذَهَبًا وَلَوْ إِفْتَدَابِ Even he has to give the whole world full of gold and silver and everything. And in some verses it comes, even he has to give double that also. Allah says it's not going to work here. Why? Because that's not the price of Iman. Iman is much more valuable than that. And everything in the world. That is why when you look at the lives of Sahaba radiallahu anhu, sometimes you think that how did they go to so much of persecution just for that iman? Because they understood the value of that iman. 
Abdullah bin Muzaffar Sahmi radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. In the time of Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he was sent on out on an expedition and they were, they were captured, he and his army, they were captured by the Romans. The incident mentioned Hayat al-Sahaba. They were captured by the Romans. He was the leader. So the Roman king, his, he called Abdullah bin Muzaffa and told him, listen here, just become a Christian. I'll give you half my kingdom. Abdullah bin Muzaffa said, even if you give me the whole kingdom, even if you give me a small piece, even if, even if for one day, I'm not prepared for one moment also, I'm not prepared to leave the deen of Islam. He said, there's no problem, you will punish all. And as to show, to show him as a sample, he told his men, take a big pot, boil the water. And he put one sahabi inside, inside to, to boil him to death, to death, to death. And he said, listen here, yeah, same thing will happen to you. He said, I'm still, said, I'm still not prepared. As he's going, so he told the guards, he told the guards, take him. As he's going, he started crying. So someone came and informed the king, informed the king, and he's crying. So then, so then the king thought to himself, self, maybe he changed his mind. Maybe he changed his mind. So he comes back, say, bring him back. He said, maybe you change your mind. He said, no, no, I haven't changed my mind. He said, then why are you crying? Cry, cry. He said, I'm crying because of this. That Allah one life. And I can only give one life in his part. If only Allah could give me so many more lives. And I will give each one for the sake of Allah. Now, now, the, king, now the king was really moved with this. And Allah wants to protect you. There's no one to protect you. No one else can do any harm to you if Allah wants to protect you. Now the king was really taken. So the king told him, All right, why don't you kiss me on my forehead and, and I'll release you. release you." So the sahabi taught himself to kiss the king on the forehead. There's no kufr, no, kufr, no, kufr, no sin, There's nothing wrong with that. So he told the king, listen here, yeah, I'll kiss your forehead on one, your forehead, on one condition. Myself and the whole whole army, everyone is free. So the king told him, like, no problem. You kiss me on my forehead, everyone is free. So he went and kissed him on the forehead, and the king freed everyone. Now they come in front of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he related the story. Umar anhu said that everyone, every sahabi here must kiss his forehead. Out of respect for him, must kiss. And Umar Anu went himself and kissed his forehead out of respect for him. So when you look at the lives of Sahaba, they understood the value of Iman. Do we understand this value of this Iman? How strong is this Iman? If something happens to some wealth of mind in, a, in my worldly possession, I'm worried about it. If my business is going down, I'm worried about it. As a as I mentioned, if there's something happening in my house, I'm worried about it. I'm putting all, I'm putting all, I'm putting all the security. I'm putting whatever goes wrong, I'm putting it right. If something ha- happens to my car, it's not moving, I'm sending it for a service all the time. 
for something, I'm doing everything to put it right. How strong is my iman? That same iman which has to make me enter into Jannah. Is it strong enough? Some people are of the... They are of this thinking. That it comes in the hadith, Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhal al-jannah. That person who reads la ilaha illallah, he'll enter into Jannah. Finish. Don't have to do nothing. Just read la ilaha illallah, you enter into Jannah. But that's not the only hadith. Nabi Kareem, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned, Man qala la ilaha illallah mukhlisan dakhal al-jannah. That that person who reads la ilaha illallah sincerely, he will enter into Jannah. Sahabur Anum asked, Ya Rasulullah, Wama ikhlasullah, Wama ikhlasullah, Wama ikhlasuha, Ya Rasulullah. What is the meaning of reading it with sincerity? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, An tuhjizahu an maharim illah. That la ilaha illallah, that kalima, that stops you from breaking the law of Allah, that is the la ilaha illallah that you read sincerely. So when that la ilaha illallah, when Buzuk mentioned, that when that la ilaha illallah cannot stop us from sins. I'm still looking at the wrong. I'm still going to the wrong places. I'm still speaking the wrong things. Speaking the wrong, speaking the wrong things. When that la ilaha illallah cannot stop me from these haram things. How is that la ilaha illallah going to save me from the fire of Jahannam? Allah protect us. So it's very very important we need to understand... How strong is that Iman? That Iman must be such is now a person like Hazrat like, like, like Mufti Mahmoud Sahib Rahmatullahi mentioned that one, that one person went he had, to go to a, he had to go to a certain place where he had to pay for everyone to enter. As you know you go to certain places you know you go to certain places you know you go to certain places they have ages. Adults this price children this price. So he's looking at his channel, or my channel is looking a little bit short. Maybe I can get away. I can get away. His channel is supposed to be paying the adult price. But now he's thinking, no, my channel is a little bit short. Let me pay the children's price. Children's price. So he cheated his way and he went in. So he said, so he said what type of iman is that? That your iman, that your iman could not, could not, could not even protect you from cheating? How strong is that iman? Strong is that iman? Strong is that iman? Likewise, we have to take the same thing with all thing with all our actions, whether it be our salah, whether it be our business, whether it be our akhlaq, whether it be our muamalat and our dealing dealing dealings with other people. What is the strength of our iman? Strength of our iman. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that if you want to protect your iman, the verse that I read right in the beginning, Ya iwal ladina amun. That your iman, if you want to get perfect iman, and our iman has to be like the Sahaba, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدِهْ تَدَوْ That you bring iman the way the Sahaba, رضي الله عنهم, brought iman. Then only you're going to be guided. Then اِتَّقُوا اللَّهِ We know a person, if he got a big, big business, big companies, they have computers, they're worried about it being hacked. So they want to put firewall and they want to put so many things just to protect it. Why is someone is going to hack it? Are we protecting and do we have the firewall 
over our iman. That it may be hacked by all the fitnas around us. When Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That a person, that the fitnas will come, just like the darkness of the night, just as it gets darker and darker and darker, like the fitnas are getting worse and worse and worse. That a person is passing the night in Iman, waking up in the morning, is waking up with, with kufr. So are we protecting our Iman? Allah Ta'ala says, Ittaqullah. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, create that, create that quality of taqwa. Now that's a subject on its own, because own, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in so many verses of the Quran, Quran Sharif, Allah shows us how we can get this taqwa. And one of the ways is to stay with people who got taqwa. And Allah Ta'ala says after that, how to protect your taqwa? Protect your taqwa? Protect your taqwa? How to protect your taqwa? Wabtahu ilayhi al-wasila. Seek closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek those actions where I can gain closeness to Allah. If a person comes to the masjid, for example, this is an example. Person came to the masjid, he thought namaz was, for example, five o'clock, five o'clock, and he realizes that the namaz was namaz was changed. It was quarter past five. Now there's one of two things he can do: he can go outside, waste time with his friends, or he can come inside and say, "Listen, yeah, how will I gain the closeness of Allah? Yeah? I can come inside, I can make zikr, I can read, I can read Quran Sharif, I can do this." How? He needs to look for ways to come close to Allah. Look for ways to come close to Allah. He can go home. He had a, had a fight. Now one way is to scream everything back. And one way is, how will Allah want me to behave in this condition? How can I gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It's not easy. Allah says in the next part. It's not easy. You have to look and try and try because you've got so many forces around you distracting you, distracting you, taking you away from Allah. Wajahidu fi sabilihi, Allah says that. It's a mujahada, it's a strive, it's a strive every day. I want to look at that haram in the cell phone. But no, I'm not going to do it. Will my Allah be happy with that? No, he's not going to be happy with that. So it's a mujahada every day. It's a mujahada every day. Wajahidu fi sabilihi. So respected elders and brothers in Islam, this Iman is one of the greatest ni'mas that we have got. So we have to worry about protecting this Iman, and not only us. We have to worry about protecting the Iman of our families, wives and children, and our close ones. Allah says, Ya yu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. It owes those who have brought Iman. Save yourselves and save your families from the fire of Jahannam. Our children and our families are our investment. People investing. But are we investing for our akhirah? That after I close my eyes, that same child who I invested in, he's going to read Quran Sharif and he's going to send sawab to me. He's going to, me. He's going to read and he's going to send, and he's going to send sawab to me. I'm only worried about my, my dunya. 
Likewise, my child, and my child, and my only, only worried about, only worried about, only worried about his dunya. That I'm only worried about giving him worldly knowledge. Hazrat Tanvi rahmatullahi had mentioned an incident. A person sent his child to Germany to become, to become an engineer, doctor, whatever. So when he came back, after he finished his studies, his studies, finished his studies, he got very, very sick. Doctors lost hope now. He's in, he's, in hospital, he's in hospital bed. He's about to pass away. And the father starts crying. He's asking the father, why are you crying? He said, I'm not going to see any returns for whatever I paid for. I'm not going to see any returns. Now you came back, I'm not going to get back anything. You dang now. I paid so much to send you all the way there. So when he said that, the child started thinking, Why are you crying? So the, child, so the child said, That you gave me everything for the, for the dunya, but you have not taught me how to face Allah. You have given me nothing of deen. Of deen. How am I going to face my Allah on the day of Qiyamah? So we are worried about the future of our children. How far we are talking of future? What future we are talking? Future till death? Or after death. A mu'min does not only think till death. A mu'min is thinking beyond death. So what are those actions that are going to assist us in dunya also? And the actions that are going to assist us in Akhirah. Therefore we'll end up with, with the dua of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma ja'al khayra umri akhirah umri akhirahu wa khayra amali ali khawatimahu wa khayra ayyami yawm al-qaq ya waliya al-islam that Allah make the best part of our lives our last part. Make the best action of ours our last action. And make the best day of ours the day that we meet you. And Allah, you keep us steadfast upon Iman. Wa akhirul dawana alhamdulillah.